this month folks there are three segments the first segment is versus mode that's where the game cola podcast crew they get together and they discuss the latest news in gaming participating in this segment is michael gray nathaniel hoover and michael ridgeway nathaniel hoover after that he went home to play some mega man just leaving michael gray and michael ridgeway to star in the michael and michael show the topic for debate is whether or not Legend of Zelda Wind Waker is a good game, with Michael Gray arguing against and Michael Ridgway arguing for. After that, Colin Greenlaw joins the uh, podcast crew, and they discuss the games that are being released in March, and they also discuss what games they're playing right now, and basically, that's all you're going to hear in the podcast. So, uh, I'm sure you're tired of hearing me talk about what's going on in the podcast. You want to hear the podcast for yourself, so let's get that podcast going right now. I don't know where, I don't know how, but the Game Cola podcast starts now. Listen, it's true. Game Cola crew talking to Michael Ridgeway. With me this time are Michael Gray and Nathaniel Hoover. First off, some, some news we're going to be discussing, sort of like a versus mode on the site. Um, first story we're going to be looking at, there's a uh, possible Dead Rising 2 trailer out there. Um, you know, Dead Rising, zombies and mall, sort of like Dawn of the Dead, only you're a photographer this time, and you take pictures. Ooh, photographer. And can hit things over the... Yes, you are a, you're a war journalist. Is that what the guy says in the game? Uh, and you run up to pick people, and you or zombies, and you take pictures, and you go, Thrilling! Or... Oh, so it's just like Pokemon <laughs> awesome. Snap. Awesome! Yay. So it's... And you know what? It is a little bit like Pokemon Snap. <laughs> um... Except in, uh, in Dead Rising 2, it appears you are, you are in Vegas, and the main reason I just wanted to mention this is because there is like a one second bit of this, of the very kind of, uh... Hamster ball. Grainy video. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're in an atmosphere, a la American Gladiators running over guys. Um, which is awesome. Folks, awesome. That's awesome. a hamster ball. Yeah. It's that like, is an atmosphere, my friend. I don't know, I need to see it. Big shiny video. I need to play it. 
Yay. It's like going to the gym, uh, working the gerbil machine. They, they call it like a steering It's a gerbil machine. If they had Atlas Spheres in gyms, I would renew my gym membership. I re well, it's like you're, you're like the boy in the bubble, except now you're in the bubble of dew. So you're the boy in the bubble of dew. Yeah. Which makes being the boy in the bubble a lot cooler. Yeah, but you imagine that uh, after running over enough zombies, you're just going to be covered in blood. You won't be able to see around. That that is and a good point. Let's face it. Just bounce the walls. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. Though in Dead Rising, you you should be covered in gore and viscera after like a minute. So I don't know if there's too much of a difference. I mean, you get to, in the first one, you get to kind of walk around with a lawnmower. Okay. So you're mowing lawns yeah. for the zombies. Well, you're mowing the zombies. Mm. They kind of they, they they very easily get it's like a large mower, so they, I guess they get caught up underneath it very easily. So they're just lying down on the ground waiting for you to run them over. They kind of get sucked underneath. Uh, you know what? The physics aren't that great on it, but you know. Okay. okay. There's gore and viscera. Viscera. Viscera threea. Viscera, yes. What? It's a word. I know. It's a word. It's just a word I don't happen to know. Well, now that we've cleared that up. Yeah, we've cleared up yes. the fact that I'm an idiot, um, so uh, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, next topic is... What is it? Sony says the PS3 will last. It, um, it will live forever. Yeah. I mean, it's in this fact that the PS2 is still, I believe, it's still outselling the PlayStation 3, and they're kind of saying it's like, well, we plan for the PlayStation 3 to you know take off any day now, and start outselling, and it will be, it will have as long a lifetime as the PlayStation 2, like the next when the next round of uh, well, yeah, next generation of consoles hit. Ray, sure, it'll last forever. Hmm. You know, like that's gonna happen though because it's it's all. Uh, I mean, give it like five years, it's probably gonna, all going to be digital download. Yeah. Hmm. Can uh, I don't know anything because I don't have any PlayStations or that sort of thing. But can the can the PlayStation Three play uh, PS Two games? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh. Actually, I have one, and um, I bought it. Before they uh, took out the PS2 hardware and switched to emulation software, because I just prefer to have the hardware. I think it, it plays the games better. I hear I hear the emulation software that they installed is pretty good, and it's one of the reasons they were able to drop the price. But um, I got mine when they dropped the price on the old ones, and then hmm. I got a Target card, so I got another fifty bucks off. That's fun. So, so I hear you would yeah. use use yeah. PS2s are selling for uh, sixty bucks now. I should get one. No kidding. Yeah, there, they, there's there's a lot a lot of games on them. There's, there's more mm -hmm. playable games on them than there than there are on the PS3. So, you know, it's it's not a surprise it's still selling well. Um, Netflix on the Xbox 360. Um, mm. They uh, Netflix has a, a streaming service for the Xbox 360, where you basically just download movies onto the 360 and watch them there. Uh, and it's getting to be really popular. It's it's we we talked about if 
Blu-ray takes off that uh, PS3 will probably be successful, but here we already see that this this digital download stuff has really taken off as well. And you know, you kind of cut out the middleman. Oh, you don't so have that's to go what... through the discs. You just download it from Netflix, and you're done. Ooh, that's fancy. Yeah. Too bad I only watch like one mo- a movie once every uh, three months. Yeah. Do they have any Shirley Temple uh, films the on f- there? You know, they they probably have a lot. I, I've been uh, uh, in a Shirley mode for the past uh, six years. Part of me hopes you're talking about the drink, but I'm not sure which is worse. Whether you've been drinking purely Shirley Temples for the past six years, or watching Shirley Temple for the past hey, six there's years. Or watching Shirley Temple while drinking Shirley Temples. She is not affiliated with Shirley Temple's The Drink in any way, shape, or form. Oh, I'm so upset. I, I just got told that she was supposed to be the starring role in The Wizard of Oz, and that would have been so awesome. Instead, they picked Judy Garland, who's like 50 years older than the character's Oz, supposed to so... be. Yeah, but she can sing. Yeah, but Shirley can sing too, dipwad. Not like Judy Garland. Shirley oh my can God, sing and dance. Are, uh, arguing the merits of Judy Garland versus Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple was the correct age for the character in the book. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, because the movie stuck so closely to the book. Hmm. Actually, kind of did. Well, I kind of did. Well, nah. Let me see. What other uh, news stories did I have here? Oh yes, a game called Let's Tap for Wii. Yeah. You basically put the Wii remote down onto like a little box, and you you tap on the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I I love the picture. It is a it look it's a custom made Sega box. It's like this is a space age box technology. It's the only thing that will work. Um. Yeah. You know, Shirley Temple can it's tap. Another one. She tap dances all the time. I haven't seen Judy Garland. <laughs> Judy Garland, I haven't seen her do any tap dancing. Well, maybe you will get your Shirley Temple tap game. Well, fine. Think. Oh, wait. Would that work? I don't know. You, you can make your hands be like her little her shoes, and it will be like a little tap dancing type of game. I don't know. Yeah, so it's basically Donkey Konga, except without the uh, silly drums. Now you have a silly box. You have a silly box, and you were a little girl. Yay! <laughs> it's the game that was made. Do, do, do. It was the game that was made for Michael Gray. Tappy tap tap a roo. Tap 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 a roo. Yay! Let's and lastly, um, bad economy means lame games. Usually, you know. With companies, even though they're doing all right, I think that idea with, is uh, lame games. It's true. Yeah, I read that article. EB game or not EB games? EA firing uh 1,100 people. Hmm. Guess it's a good thing they didn't yeah. respond when I sent them my resume. I'd probably be fired now. That's sad. Nobody yeah. has any jobs. Nobody can buy any of the games which aren't being very good. Mm. Yeah. 
and it's bad for a third party. Is it bad for third party games? It might be bad for third party games because the developers are going to be spending more time on like established series like Mario and what what, and they're not going to be experimenting with their really new out there games like Shirley Temple's Dance Along 2009. Yeah. So that's probably going to be delayed again because they won't be able to cough up the budget, and I'm sad. Mm. No opinion from yeah, you guys? They, they can take. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm too busy being well, sad. I, I, Sorry, I, I'm just I'm wallowing in grief over here. Yeah, it's probably actually going to be a little bit worse for third parties. You're, you're not going to see any companies, any of the bigger companies willing to take the risks and invest in those interesting types of games. So you're going to see more of the same. And the interesting thing I was reading here is that there, EA and other big game companies are going to be focusing more on the Wii because despite PlayStation and uh, or Sony and Microsoft saying, like, we don't consider the Wii a competitor, blah, 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 uh, the Wii is kicking their asses in sales. And the other companies are waking up as like, oh, well, we could make this million-dollar game for PlayStation 3 or Xbox, or we could reduce our costs by half and make something for the Wii that's going to sell way more. Hmm, what do we do? That's very, very interesting. Especially considering uh, this month's uh, mid-boss on GameCola saying that it sucks that the Wii is so popular. In some ways it does, because you know, there's, there's a lot of Wii games out there that I just don't touch, because I just kind of want to... I just want to play my games with a regular controller. At the same time, it's Nintendo's Golden Goose. Uh, they, it is going to keep that company glutted with money for years to come. I know, and... yeah, but still, Nintendo, cut your prices once in a while. They're still selling the yeah, Twilight Princess at full price, right? They're probably still selling it for like 50, 60 bucks when it's been out for three years. Uh, and they're still making money off it. You know, I don't check. Yeah. Don't they, they're as making mad money making off, off of it. What does it matter to them? Well, the economy is bad. Yeah. I heard a suggestion. They should just cut prices. Not just Nintendo, but all the video game companies. They cut prices by 10%. People can't afford to pay well, as know, much as they can. Play, PlayStation, uh, play, or Sony, or Xbox is not going to. They they are not in a position to be able to make less money because they are already taking a bath on their uh, consoles. Yay, um, bath! And for the record, Twilight Princess is fifty dollars still. Still, um, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. Nintendo is it, Nintendo is making money off of its consoles, but they're making a lot of money off the game. So, you know, if they wanted to be nice, which I don't think they will be. They could, you know, cut their prices, but I don't see it happening anytime soon. Well, not in foreign markets. I bet they cut the prices in Japan. Rico Rosai, <laughs> check that. See how much it costs in Japan. Do a pr- price comparison. That's that's uh, that's our mission. That's our mission for the Game Cola staff member who lives in uh, Japan. I, I imagine there are probably more over there because. It's you know our our dollar is weak right now, but they'll pay like seventy dollars for a game. No, I meant price wise. Compare the brand new game price to a uh, price of the game that's been out for a year, 
to a game that's been out for like six years. Hmm. I don't want to pay so much money for games. It's sad. We're going to see an increase in emulation now. Hey, that's why I have uh, Gamefly. Yeah, Gamefly. So, yeah. Mm. It's, it's like Netflix, Netflix for uh, um, for video games. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. The Game Cola podcast is brought to you this month by Shirley Temple's Tap Long 2009. Teach yourself how to tap dance to some of Shirley's greatest songs, including When I'm With You and Good Ship Lollipop. Go from tapping like this to tapping like Shirley. Shirley, should people get this game? Ha 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 ha! Thanks, Shirley! Remember, that's Shirley Temple's Tapalong 2009, coming out, hopefully, later this year. And now, back to the podcast. Welcome to the Game Cola Podcast. It's Michael Ridgway and Michael Gray here, and we just discovered something interesting. Uh, apparently, mm -hmm. Michael Gray does not like The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. I have risen to stoutly defend its honor. Michael Gray, why don't you start with your slanderous, slanderous lies? <laughs> slanderous, slanderous lies? You mean the veil of truth? I think I meant lies. Oh, oh you meant lies. Oh, okay. Uh, the main reason I think everybody, when they heard Wind Waker was coming out, they originally didn't like it was because of the whole graphics thing. Wank. We were promised the uh, sweet Legend of Zelda game shown at, oh, Space World 2000, was it? And we never got to see that, and I'm very sad. What do you think about the graphics, though? I think the the graphics are... I still don't like the graphics. That's that's just a big problem for me, I guess. Even with the uh, Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass, I'm still looking at it and going, God, this guy looks ugly. See, I did not care for the graphics at first. I will openly admit that. However, now that they've, you know had time to mature. Well, they haven't really matured, but now that I've had some time to get used to them, quite a bit of time, I actually like them, and I like the direction it kind of took Zelda, in that you have these, um, you have these very realistic-looking Zelda games, like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, mm -hmm. but you also have these more cartoony-looking Zelda games, like Wind Waker and Phantom Hourglass and uh, the uh, Minish Cap. And Four one. Swords, and uh, Four Swords Adventures, and every other Zelda game since Wind Waker. I think the nice thing about that, though... It's the... called Selling Out. It's called Selling Out, that's what it is. Your mom sells out. Uh, that's right. That's right, I burned you. Um, Ouch. I don't, think th I don't think that's it, though. I think that the more cartoony look gives them sort of leeway to not have to focus on such a gritty story. I mean, you look at Twilight Princess, and the world is, is kind of dark, and it's... Um, I have issues with Twilight Princess, too, but that'll be for another well, podcast. Another, yeah, another time. Yeah. It's dark, and you know, it's got this... It's, it's got a decent story. I mean, the characters could be better, but... Mm -hmm. At least with uh, 
like Phantom Hourglass and Minish Cap, I think the cartoony style really gave them more leeway just to kind of play with um, uh, play with the dungeons and just let the person yeah. experience the game and have fun and you know and not be doing like oh I have to go save Ilya what's her face that gets kidnapped in the beginning of the game I don't even remember she's not very forget uh memorable and then yeah. you have you know Hot Midnight at the end at the end of the game what yeah. the hell is up with that. And well, then, that's because all the uh, women have to be hot. That's true. That's true. In the Ocarina of Time, all the women grew up to be babes, right? Yeah, you know what I want to see? Except for Saria. I want to see Zelda where uh, the princess turns out to be a chubby. Yeah. Link's, or uh, the Patty, and Link's a chubby chaser. Or Ganon is. That That would actually be kind of interesting. But I think, um, uh, I'm not sure. Oh, great, now we're off topic. Uh, I didn't have a problem with Minish Cap. Sure. Nope. Yeah. Minish Cap looked good, the graphics were good, that that was a solid game. Yes. That's all I have to say about Minish yes. Cap. Yeah, we agree that, uh, and I think Wind Waker kind of laid the way for those graphics to be accepted for that, and I think it worked really well. In the end, I think it's, it's worth it to kind of have these two divergent, um, Zelda trees, where one's cartoony and just kind of it's just fun for me, and whereas the other one is is more is darker, it's a little bit more realistic looking, and those are fun too uh, for different reasons. But now that I've I've ta- I've had both, I I like them, and I both have their merits, and I think they they both uh, they're both worthy of being produced. Now that being said. Wind Waker had some problems with it. There, mm-hmm. I was very disappointed at first because of the lack of dungeons and the. How many dungeons uh, are in the game? Just wondering. Two. <sighs> Not many. Um, I think I counted six or seven. There's probably more like five. Maybe. I think six or seven's being generous, like counting some of the smaller levels. Yeah, and you count the Moblin Fortress as a dungeon, which it isn't. Yeah, that's what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. But they, they did something very different, which was giving you this mechanic of exploring the, the world's ocean. And I think the oceans were better in um, A Phantom Hourglass because they, they made it smaller. They kind of stuck some more stuff in there relative to the size. Yeah. And uh, you could get from place to place quicker. You didn't have to worry about controlling the wind. Um, and I, I really... I really enjoyed Phantom Hourglass. Um, I, I, I think it was handle. just right for DS game. Phantom Hourglass is just just me personally for DS games. I like using the buttons rather than the stylus. Even a game like Phoenix Wright, where you have the choice of doing either the stylus or pushing the buttons, I push the buttons. I've um I've heard that argument before, and I guess that it really all comes down to preference. I was mm-hmm. able to use the the stylus and. I enjoyed it. It's something about the stylus to me now. Just it seems easier. Like yeah. I can just kind of, mm-hmm. I can just poke it. You know, it's I don't have to worry about uh, my button slipping or my finger slipping off the yeah. button. And maybe it's not, maybe it's all the Pokemon I play because I usually uh, mm-hmm. I play that one-handed with uh, one-handed. Wow, that sounded wrong. <laughs> and nothing turns me on like a nice Pokemon battle. Uh, yeah. That's right. This is Game Cola After Dark. It's just us Michaels here. We're taking it down and dirty, folks. Mm-hmm. Intimate is what we are. Intimate, but tasteful. 
Um, but no, I'll just, I'll, I'll hold it in my one hand and I'll have the stylus in the other and, you know, I'll just move my guy around and really when it, when, uh, it comes down to Pokemon battles, you just kind of got to poke the screen, what fight, what move you want to want or what move you want to perform and mm-hmm. done. And it's, it just, it's, it's become easier for me than, than, you know, moving the cursor all around. Yeah. But for me, I... I had the exact opposite experience um, for uh, Phantom Hourglass and the one boss, whatever you call it. Oh, when you go back on the ship the second time, and I'm feeling bad. The ghost ship? The ghost ship, and you have the ghost boss made of those four little guys that split up, which is a a smaller version of the Wind Waker boss. The controls would not work for me whatsoever. You have to hit the uh, balls back at the ball... It's one of those bosses where they throw an energy ball yeah, at you and you hit we, the energy we, we ball back at them. Bosses, yeah, and you have to hit it with a very in a very specific way for uh, this game because of the stylus control, and I could not get that down. Yeah, admittedly that was a little difficult. I, I mean, it's more like it took me like three tie three tries, twenty minutes or so. Lost all my hearts in every battle. It yeah. was just ridiculously challenging for me. I didn't like that. It's fair. You know, although I've always found those battles harder um, ever ever since uh, it le- they left the Super Nintendo. Even you know on the uh, mm-hmm. on the N sixty four, basically either when they when they went three D, they got a lot harder because I guess mm-hmm. you had to judge them. Phantom and, Ganon, yeah. I can time it. Some people can time it with the bottle. They're amazing. With the oh, you mean they can use an empty the... bottle to deflect the shots. I've never seen that. That's possible. You don't need That's to use the sword, but you can use an empty bottle. And some people are good enough that they use the empty bottle to defeat the the boss. Yeah. All right. And another point I will grant you: Wind Waker, too easy. Too, e- too easy, yeah. I did not die once that game. I don't think I even, you know, got below three hearts. I except think... during the beginning when all you have is three mm-hmm. hearts. But, part, uh... Yeah. Part of being too easy is the fact that it's too short, yeah. 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 It's... I know I, I, I'm picking it down as much as you are, uh, but Early. there's just something inherently fun to it. I, I don't know. Maybe it's... Maybe, like I said, it's just looking back on it in retrospect and, you know, seeing where it took the Zelda series. Uh, or or there's something else I'm forgetting, but I enjoyed it. I did. Well, you can enjoy it. Um, well, plotline for Wind Waker was just sort of, uh, if you know what I mean. What was what was the plotline? I understand your sister's being kidnapped. I, I, sister's I get... being kidnapped again, and he's looking for yeah. Zelda, as usual. And it turns out that the, um, spoiler alert, um, it turns out that the Great Sea is this ocean covering Hyrule, because way back when, Ganon appeared, and, Oh my uh, god, now I remember, oh, now I remember it's something horrible. Rather than finding the last piece of the tri- you have to go on the Tingle quest to find all the maps. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness, that is a horrible part of the game. They- Instead of having a dungeon, they went with that. Okay, alright. I have the one thing that will completely redeem Wind Waker. Yes, the fact, besides the fact that it took the series in a new direction that they beat to death with every consequent game. 
issue. Uh, that was one of my problems with Twilight Princess, is it's sort of the same thing as Wind Waker. It's like, here's The Legend of Zelda a thousand years after Ocarina of Time. Is it after? Is it? Do they ever specify? After. You, uh, well, in Twilight Princess, you go to the forest where he gets the Master Blade, and there's the uh, Temple of Time that Link goes through. Oh. It's a direct callback straight to uh, Ocarina of Time, and they don't specifically... Do they specifically say in uh, Wind Waker that it's the exact same Ocarina of Time, or it's just callbacks to it? In the Wind Waker, I don't think they ever mention the Ocarina. Yeah. It, I'm seeing yeah. Wind Waker and Twilight Princess are the same way in that it's basically take place a thousand years after Ocarina of Time. There are callbacks straight to that game. But then Link to the Past and um, uh, Ocarina of Time, you know, took place, you know, thousands of years before uh, the uh, original Zelda. I mean, there's trying to, to impose a timeline on them now is just frankly a little silly because they, they're just all over the place. And it's I know, never but been I'd like about... to see them get away from that. Maybe... I mean, you want continuity? Not, not exactly. I mean, something that always comes with the uh, this takes place a thousand years after the Ocarina of Time is that they have the bad guy uh, Ganondorf come back. Mm -hmm. As like Ganondorf, who's this, who's been gone for a thousand years, is back. I'm like, Ugh. give me a new bad guy. Give me a new Ganondorf or something. It's always gonna come back. I mean, it's. Does it have to be the exact same Ganondorf, though? It's not the same Link. It's not the same Zelda. Why does it have to be the exact same Ganondorf? He's the king of evil. So? I, I, I'm just it's, it's just the way, it's the way plot, the, the plots go. The evil guy lives forever. The good guys, you know, come and go, but they always kind of have the same spirit to them, and they always defeat the reoccurring villain. Hmm. It's lame. Yeah. Uh, okay, I want to pull up. I want to point out some things though that are great about Wind Waker. Mm -hmm. One, the intro, um, where they have that the sort of like wall painting or wall scroll, and they've got that uh, really really great violin music in the background doing the uh, the do, Legend do, of Zelda do, theme. Do, 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 yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's. Good. I got chills my spine the first time I saw that. Irish music is always good. I'm not fighting you on that. All right, and uh, the end boss fight with Ganon. Uh, where you're, you're sword fighting with him, and the one movement I'll always remember is you, you've been beating him, you've been beating him by, uh, you, uh, you roll behind him at one point, uh, late in the battle, because that's what you've been doing to, to hurt him, mm -hmm. and suddenly he just takes his twin swords and just goes shink, and right behind his back and deflects you and, you know, tosses you away. It's like, that's pretty badass right there. That, that's Ganon being cool. And also, you know, another new uh, side to Ganon. Um, I like Ganon. He's just ugly in Twilight Prince. He doesn't scare me in Twilight... I mean, he's... But a Wind Waker... He doesn't he... scare me in Wind Waker, I meant. I mean, he doesn't look like an evil bad guy in Wind Waker. Well, they give him a little more depth. You know, they talk about, you know, sort of why he did the things he did. And that's... And they don't touch on it maybe as much as they could have. But they lend some depth to the character. Ugh. <sighs> I don't remember that, but I just remember he doesn't strike me. It, it's not like Ocarina of Time or something where it's like you you feel like there's a reason you have to beat Evil Ganon. In Wind Waker, it's more like you have to beat Ganon because your magical talking boat told you to. <laughs> you to be have, fair, it's a pretty quick magical yeah. talking boat. 
you have to collect your, uh, you have to go around collecting these pearls to put on the islands because the magical talking boat told you to. It's all the magical talking boat in that game. Yeah. Look, Ray, if a boat came up to you and started talking, wouldn't you listen? I would listen, but I wouldn't be the boat's little bitch and do everything the boat told me to. <laughs> uh, well, maybe you should. Because that boat could help you be a hero, Michael Gray. Yeah, how many people recognize Link as a hero in Wind Waker? Oh, you mean actual people in... Yeah, in, in people like... in the world, I think none of... There's there's only like three islands with people on them. Yeah, that's true. Start off, there's Link's little home island where everybody likes him, and then there's busy... What is it, Windfall Island? Something like that. Where he doesn't get any credit, and then there's the island with the bird people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the island with the little uh, plant people. The yeah, the great the Deku tree, which is... Yeah, the Deku tree and Jabba ja Jabu Jabu. It's stuff like uh, that where it's like, it seems more like a rehashing of Ocarina of the Time. Ocarina of Time. They, they take uh, all the familiar sights and just, blap, here we go again. And you could say the same uh, thing about Twilight Princess, too. It's like, well, we've got... You could say the same thing about not any Nintendo game. I mean, it's... Hmm. They've all got the same old familiar sides. They've got the same old... Well, they have the, they have the familiar melodies and tunes, you know. And that's why they I wanted... Kind of... Yeah. And that's, that's one of my problems with Wind Waker, is that it didn't take the series in the way it was going. When I think of the gap between Ocarina of Time and... Uh, Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask was taking the series in a completely new direction, which wasn't just the exact same old thing. That's true. I would actually love to see another Zelda similar to Majora's Mask. That, I thought, was a superb game, and many people do not agree because, you know, they just want good old Zelda and not worry about those time stuff, but I thought it was actually Majora's uh, Mask was great. an awesome game, and that's one of the reasons... Okay. I secretly hate Wind Waker's because it didn't. It wasn't a sequel wasn't, to Majora's Mask. I want to know what the hell happens after Majora's Mask. They left us on a cliffhanger about a Skull Kid meeting Saria. Yeah, that would be interesting. Well, that's what fan fiction is for, I guess. Mm-hmm. Saria's and uh. Skull Kid slash fiction. Whoa, 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 I don't think it's... Well, it's not slash because... <laughs> it's not slash because one of them's a chick and the other's a dude. Oh, uh, it's slash only gay? Slash is gay, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't, slash know it was for. A, I didn't know it was exclusive. Tetra is really Zelda. That's another thing that they just copy-pasted from Ocarina of Time. That came out of nowhere. That was weird. <laughs> Have we ever heard of Zelda at any point in the game before then? That if you go into her um uh her quarters, you can totally see like her like all these Triforce artifacts all around the place. Like she's been looking for them because she's been called to them because she has the effing uh Triforce of Wisdom in there because she is Zelda. Really? Did they say that? Did they ever say that she is looking for the Triforce? If you look, it's implied if you keep your eyes open. I know, it's implied. It's also implied in the uh, Undersea Castle when you take a look at the, some of the photographs in the wall, and you'll notice the people that are standing around Zelda look just like the pirates. I mean, it doesn't come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. What do you 
me it comes out. Did when you were playing? <laughs> that's something you notice only in retrospect and not the first time no! around. No. When do you that's go in Tetris? Like going through is like so Tetris Zelda. Tetris Zelda. Tetris Zelda. I get a game. Tetris Zelda. Just tell me. Hmm. I I was the exact opposite. You know, it's like oh, it's so Tetris Zelda. As soon no. as I saw that stuff, like there's Tetris Tetris Zelda, right game, right. Did you, you, you just want to tell me? Game. Just, yeah. Just get it. So. That's lame. That's 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 kind of lame. Although that undersea castle part was cool. That was one of the reasons I liked the game. Yeah, that was really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else did I mention in the ten reasons? Why else didn't I like the game? I can't look it up. <laughs> oh. Uh, because you're lame. I can't look it up because it's lame? No, I think you didn't like it because you're lame. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that was, like, reason number one. Reason number one? Oh, oh. Because Bray's lame. Oh, there's Link's stupid little dance he does every time he beats a boss. Let's make Zelda fun and cartoony. No, let's not make it cartoony. It's the Dark series. Mario's the one that I expect, you know, cartoony stuff. He uh, He is festive, and he enjoys celebrating. He likes jumping around like a freaking jumping jack. I would expect to see that sort of nonsense in a musical theater. <laughs> Perhaps. Yay, yay, I beat the boss. Ooh, ooh, yeah, I beat the bad guy. Yay. If I just bought, beat a monster like a hundred times my size, i do my victory dance. And my victory, victory dance, dance would be much more graphic than Link's would be with various thrusting and fingers and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but oh. I dance. Yeah, well, I, I can give you dancing, but I'm kind of cooler in Twilight Princess, where it's like, oh, I just killed the bad guy, I'm just going to put my sword away like a badass. We will find you a giant monster to kill Michael Gray, and we will see how you react after you beat it, should you survive. Yay. And if you don't, I shall take over the ten reasons. And tell everyone why Michael Gray was wrong about Wind Waker. Oh, boo. Oh, the impossible jumping challenge. What else did I say I didn't like? It's not impossible. It's easy. That is a fucking impossible jumping challenge. <laughs> I could easy. not solve that jumping challenge for the life of me. You jump across the room on the barrels, and then you grab onto the ropes later. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't work. It does so. If I had this game anymore, I'd show you footage of me trying to beat the game and beating that challenge just to show you how impossible it is. And then I would, you know, fire up the game and show you. It's like, okay, I'm jumping, I'm jumping, I'm jumping, I'm jumping, I'm jumping, and I'm done. Ooh, I ought to bust you on. What characters were in Wind Waker, though? I think, I think the game would be much better if they say cut out 10% of the islands. Instead of making it like a 10 by 10 map, they could seriously cut it down to a 6 by 6 map without losing pretty much anything. You're right. You're right on that. If they, they, if they cut down the map, up the dungeons, up the dungeons. let you yeah. kill Tingle. Let you kill uh, Tingle. Tingle is evil. Yeah. You know he got his own game? Yeah, several. So he has several? Yeah. I only knew about the one. They released only they they made a couple of Wind Waker games only for Japan. 
Tetris Trackers and a Tingle game. Tingle's Rupee Mania, I believe it's called. You know, there's a dark, masochistic part of me that is tempted to try and play those Tingle games somehow. Whoa. I can't explain it. I mean... No, no, stay away, stay away. Don't. I, I know, I know, I'm like a, an alcoholic. It's, uh, it's just, there's there's a part of me that's... It's like, you know, maybe it's not that bad. It is slightly associated with Zelda. And then, you know, I, I see my hand wandering to the mouse button, uh, to the mouse to click on the buy, and then I just have to slap my hand away. It's like, no, no, we are not going to buy that. No. Yeah. Yeah, and see, folks, this is why Michael Ridgway likes Wind Waker. He can't stay away from horrible games. You heard it here. I can, too. I just proved I can. I have not played it. I know of it. I have not played it. I can stay away from horrible games. You know you want to. Yeah, but that's, uh, that's a topic for another time. Um, I can avoid horrible games. I'm just... I, I'm just saying sometimes there's... It's just... I read a Wikipedia page for the Tingles game, and it's like, that doesn't sound half bad. <laughs> tingle, tingle, kaloom. There aren't any fairies in Wind Waker. Yes, there are. Yeah, but Link doesn't have a fairy like Navi or uh, whatever the other fairy is. Thank God for that. Tattle. What do you mean, thank God for that? Thank God for no fairies. Yes, that's what I mean. They're annoying. Z-targeting hey, is awesome. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. Yeah, listen. I'm listening. It's helpful hints for people who haven't played the game before. Who the hell has never played a Zelda before? I hadn't. Well, you, sir, are a sad little man. That's why I like Ocarina of Time. I didn't have any problem with Navi. I always Still, liked... I mean having the option of being able to call on her for help if I didn't know what the hell is going on. Alright, but that's fine, but still... Yeah, that's fine. Cut it out after an hour or so before you real when you realize, like, oh, this is how the game works. Oh, that's how I do this. And maybe she can say, hey, or listen, you know, every once in a while when you've been stuck for a bit, but I mean, as soon as you get to a, a suspicious door, she won't shut the hell up. Hey! 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 Past hey. the first dungeon, she doesn't do that anymore. Past the first dungeon, she works totally in the exact does. way you described, which is she doesn't talk unless you've been dicking around for like a past hour or so and can't figure out what to do next. She still does that. I'm going just... to come to your house, Michael Gray, and for a day I'm going to follow you around. And, you know, when I see something interesting, I'm just going to go, Hey! Hey! Hey, Michael Gray, look! You can get food there! Get food! Get the money! Get food! I'm going to give, give hey. you a text dump of the game. We'll get a text dump of the game and see how much Navi has to say compared to everything else in the rest of the game. She does not say all that much. Alright, do it. I will. And okay. I'll link to it on the Game Cola podcast. Alright, fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> fine. <laughs> Uh, maybe we should move on to new releases before we just, you know, start calling each other names over the, uh, well, we have, we've already evolved to calling each other names on the podcast, but, uh... Okay, fine. Maybe, yes. We should move on. Uh, hey, Mr. Beethoven? Uh, 
Leave me alone, I'm busy playing piano. Uh, if you could excuse me for just one second, sir, I want to ask you what you think of the Game Cola podcast. The Game Cola podcast, eh? Well, I guess I could say I've never heard anything like it. Well, there you go, folks. Even Ludwig von Beethoven thinks that the Game Cola podcast is awesome. Alright, welcome back to the Game Cola podcast. We have some sad, sad news for you. It is no longer the Michael and Michael show. Uh, we have the illustrious Mr. Colin Greenhalge joining us. Uh, I know you all were just enjoying the very, very intimate stylings of myself and Mr. Michael Gray, but... Uh, for, you know, for, the record, for the record, I would like to say that nothing that happened between the two of us was ever considered intimate. Deny it all you want, Michael. You maybe maybe between you and Tingle, that was intimate, yes, <laughs> but not me and you. Oh, there was some intimate tingling, I'll tell you that. Oh. I do not want to know what I missed here. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, uh, moving on to some of the games coming out next month. Uh, first and foremost and most importantly, uh, we have Guitar Hero Metallica. Yeah. That our own Mr. Greenhalgh has been working on. Would you care to talk about it? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I actually have no idea how much uh, I can actually talk about legally, but it's been announced, <laughs> so I guess I can say a few things. Um, it's actually one of the, uh, from my uh, opinion, the, the best-looking Metallica game coming out right now. Or not Metallica game, Guitar Hero game. It's the only Metallica game. It's it's really it's it's good. I mean, I don't know if anyone's a big fan of Metallica on the podcast. We're good. I've never We're heard good. of any okay. of the band. I've never heard of any of the songs that any of the bands play for any of the Guitar Hero games. So I'm just it just doesn't phase me. Okay. Do you, yeah. have, you, have you played a, a Guitar Hero game or just know of it? I've played Guitar Hero games and it's. Stuff from famous bands that I've never heard of because I don't listen to music. Okay. I'm stuck with an just old... Just a music game for you then. Yeah, I'm just... I'm stuck with an old car and I've all I have are tapes. I inherited a car from my grandma, so I have her tapes from the 30s and 40s. So I know the best of the 30s and 40s. Do you know Ink Spots? I know what? Do you know the Ink Spots? Because they're good. The Ink Spots? I don't know the bands. It's all just cover music. Of the great songs uh, of the 30s and 40s. Sorry. Are they vinyl? Do you have a vinyl player in your car? Vinyl? <laughs> Records going? Old. Uh, actually, no, no. Grandma phone? I have a Victrola in my car. An That's A-track what I player? Mm -hmm. I would actually... That would actually be pretty... Pretty badass. Uh, having an A-track player? A Victrola. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Just in the back seat? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, listening to Thomas Edison's recording. Mary yeah. had a little lamb whose face was white as snow. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> I, I, apparently. I will take your word for that, Mike from Gray. I'll put it here in the podcast so everybody can hear it, and they won't be able to tell the difference between the two. No, not at all. I feel like they're there at the, yeah. first, the very first phone call. Mary had a little but uh, 
Metallica Guitar Hero. Back on track here. Yeah. No, it's 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 looking really good. I mean, if you're not a big Metallica fan, it's kind of pointless. But it's definitely uh, the kind of music that Guitar Hero was made for. And now that you can play the whole band, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. They, uh, mm-hmm. It's ridiculous they're adding dual bass pedals for the, the drummer, because that's what Lars does, apparently. But, man. Sorry, I cut someone yeah. off there. No, you didn't cut anybody off. Uh, question, how does this differ from, like, the other Guitar Hero games that have Metallica songs on them? Um, I believe this is the... F- I don't think World Tour has a Metallica song on it. Oh, okay, never mind uh, then. Stupid question. Well, I, I think some of the older ones might have. I could be completely wrong. But, um, I mean, now you've got the whole band you can play with, so you can either... You can sing, you can play bass, you can play guitar, um... Plus, I think they're never stopped really hitting their stride with style um, mm-hmm. for the guitar series. So it's it's just looking a lot better than stuff that's come out. It looks a lot better than than three and uh, World Tour looked good, but I think this is kind of it's pulling it all together a lot better. Yeah. That's just I'm I'm an artist, so that's all I really pay attention to. I actually have not heard a Metallica song since we started the project because I don't I just have my TV on mute. <laughs> but, uh, I I like Metallica. It's not it's not a big deal. It's I'm actually probably gonna play this one a little bit. Um, so it's it's fun. I mean, well, I there's not much to say about it. It's it's Guitar Hero. It's got Metallica songs. Mm-hmm. So everybody, make but. sure to buy that game so Colin can afford to feed his kids. Yes. Yeah. My. Uh, 28 estranged children. Um, you, don't the, you folks don't want them to go hungry, because then they'll come for you. Yeah. I know where you live. Mm. One one podcast listener. <laughs> and that Talking podcast listener's name, Paul Franson. I actually do know where Paul Franson lives. He sent me a Christmas card, so I have a return address. Oh, that's right. Me too. He sent me I a Christmas gonna... card as well. Did he send everybody Christmas cards? Well, now I just feel less special. Yeah, I feel so much. As long as you have your now. address on Facebook, he sent you one. Oh. So right. Paul is apparently stalking the Game Cola staff. Is anyone really that just... surprised about that, though? No. Well, he. I assumed that he didn't have anybody else's uh, mailing address because he asked me. He sent me Marianne's end of the year award, and he asked me to pass it along to her. So apparently he's stalking everybody, but he's not stalking Marianne. So he's just not stalking the female Game Cola? I think that says a lot about Paul. Yeah, yeah. This is awkward. Just a little bit. So other new games coming out in March? Yeah, yeah, change oh, yeah, the what subject. Else missing? Uh, Resident Evil 5. Uh, I'm really skeptical about it, but I don't know. If this goes 4, uh, it'll be okay. Yeah, four was great. I'm, I'm a little leery of the co-op play simply because I never play co-op with anybody. And so you'll be stuck with an AI. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's always lame. I hear the AI it's... is decent. It's just yeah, I kind of read myself. Mm-hmm. But, uh, did you guys play the demo at all? No. I only have a PS3. Okay, well, I downloaded the demo and it gives you two levels to to pick from, two areas to start. Um, the first one throws you into a fight with 
zombies swarming around you and a guy with a chainsaw who one-hits you. Uh, um, and the second stage... Or actually, not a chainsaw. He has a giant axe. Oh. Then the second stage you pick from, you it's kind of a little bit of like, okay, I get to move around and kind of explore the area. It's a larger area. But at the end of that, a guy with a chainsaw shows up, and he I, I get killed instantly. Like, there's a lot of, in the demo at least, a lot of gaps in like, uh, what, what am I doing here? I mean, it almost sounds like they end the demo by killing you. Pretty much. Like, you just get frustrated and give up. It's not like a victory <laughs> situation. Yeah. Hmm. I wouldn't know anything about that game. Uh, all I know is that it takes place in Africa because Michael Ridgway told me about it. Yeah. And there's been some uh, racial overtones in the coverage, or uh, racial issues regarding, you know, Leon Kennedy, or is it Leon or Chris? One of them. Uh, uh, you know, having to kill hordes upon hordes of African zombies. I tried to explain to my Ray, they're, they're zombies. They're not people anymore. Other games coming out. Math Blaster, yay. There's a new Math Blaster coming out. Yay. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, how's that? Talk about that, Ridgeway. Well, um, I don't know too much about this one. Uh, I hope it's better than the DS one. I really hope it kind of goes back to its roots with uh, the GameCube version. Um, it should be interesting because we're seeing a dual release on the DS and the Wii, which either means maybe connect interconnectivity or more likely that it's just a kind of crappy game being released on both at the same time. Uh, hmm. I can't help but be hopeful after, you know, uh, based upon the really great memories I have playing the first one, but I have to be pragmatic here. So what's different about this one from the the one that came out on the DS a little while ago? Uh, no idea. No. Is it like a remake, or...? Give me three we... seconds, I will look it up, but uh, I have absolutely no idea. I only just heard about it today. Um, yeah. Did you play a... Um, are these games multiplayer? Because yes, you just mentioned you, know, you don't do co-op mode in uh, Resident Evil. Do you do multiplayer with Crystal Chronicles? See, I did it on the first one, and that was with my brother, because uh, you know we, we were living together at the time. Um... Yeah, it, they, the only thing I can find is, you know, it's, it's an action role-playing game. Um, so it's... The thing, you know, I, I'll tell you, the thing I really loved about the first one, they had these neat little kind of storybook setups for each level, and then, you know, the, that type of co-op mode. Now, if, maybe they with this they could do more, you know, Wi-Fi interconnectivity. Um, Ooh, that would be good. Yeah, so, you, you know, you could just pick it up on the, on the Wii and kind of play like that. I'd play that with you. Even though we're on opposite sides of the country, is that possible? That could be possible. Oh my! We could go adventuring together, Michael Gray. Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Goodness! You know that could be a podcast. You and I, you know, playing through a level and yelling at each other. Yeah. Huh. So sounds like Crystal Chronicles. We'll have to see when it comes out, but it sounds like it could be pretty good. Could be interesting. Um. It's not one of the uh, normal Final Fantasy games, which means it has to be, uh, well, that's points for it. Ah, oh, dear. It's not Final Fantasy 1 or 2 or 3 or 4 or 5 or 6. Or any of the other Final Fantasy games, which are exactly identical in every way, shape, form. 
In that they have Roman numerals in their name. Yeah. How many Romans actually play the Final Fantasy games? None. It's stupid. You know there's no longer a Rome, right? What? Right. So getting back on topic, well, speaking of, you know, wars and killing people, Halo Wars coming out. Yay! Uh, radical, well, somewhat radical divergence from typical Halo in that this is a, uh, a tactical game. Mm-hmm. Not a first-person shooter. And not also not developed by Bungie. Uh, and you know, one can only wonder what's going to happen with it, because uh, it's it's obviously not going to appeal to the same base that Halo does, whether they're hoping to pull those people in by slapping the, the name Halo on it, uh, or if they're you know completely going in a completely different direction, trying to grab a new demographic, uh, one can't help but wonder what the hell is going to happen with that. I think you underestimate the amount of people who are actually enjoying the Halo storyline because I mean I personally I'm not one of them I think I've never played Halo 2 um, I, I, Halo 2 is the only one I've played and my, I've seen some stuff from Halo 3 and I don't see a storyline well there's apparently a lot of storyline involved you can pick up some books that I'm sure are oh that's right they do have well written a huge font, so perhaps maybe you can do a book report on them in third grade. That's, yeah. that's a column I want to uh, do, but with the Phoenix Wright books. They have books? Yeah, the Miles Edgeworth Files. The Miles Edgeworth Files is the name. I think it, I'm not sure if it's a book or if it's a graphic novel, but in that. any case, check it out. Back to Halo. I, I just think there's a lot of people who actually surprisingly enjoy the storyline, what whatever of it there is. Right. Um, there. There. And I think Halo Wars is probably going to be... Uh, the storyline of it, at least, is probably going to be told a lot better, because you can tell so much of a better, like, large story through a, an RTS than a first-person shooter, if you ask me. Yeah. But I think also the appeal of, like, when you're playing Halo... Uh, especially three, it seems that there's, I mean, there's a large amount of time where there's a whole bunch of other people running around helping you and shooting stuff, and um, yeah, I think there's a lot of questions about, you know, like what would it, you know, you're the superhero the whole time. What's it going to be like to be a, you know, a grunt? Whereas you don't really get to be the grunt, you get to be a whole bunch of grunts, but mm. it's still that same sort of like military feel to a game where you're originally where you were just a superhero. Yeah. I can't buy the game, but it sounds good. I'd, I'd rather play it on a PC. <laughs> yeah. And last, but certainly not least, uh, Pokemon Platinum. Pokemon Platinum? What's Who's going to throw down some Pokemon battles with me? <laughs> I'm not going to announce any Pokemon battles Empty with you. Silence. I'm not poking anything. I'm not gonna lose. I'm the very best. The best there ever was. The well, best there ever. Test that. But not the catch... best there ever will be. To catch them is my real test. To train them is my cause. This is what the third week you've sung the song. And, uh, oh, he's quoting the Pokemon song. There's a Pokemon song. Ugh. You're so out of the loop. Seriously. Hey, you know what'd be really uh, out of the loop? Following a TV show that was popular ten years ago. That'd be out of I'm the not, loop. I just know the song. It's 
it's catchy, but I'm yeah, looking forward to it. it. Ten years ago, mm. I am looking forward to it. It is nothing too new as far as Pokemon is concerned. Mainly, they've thrown in some, I think, some new legends. They might have some different forms. Uh, they uh, they'll have some new moves, some new stuff you can do with the Pokemon, a new kind of battle frontier that's opened up once you beat the game. But that's pretty much it. But you know, for for the devoted, it's like mana from heaven. Uh, and I will be taking my newly trained Pokemon to the um, the national tournament they announced that's going to be traveling around the United States looking for the very best, the best there ever was. And hopefully my myself or one of my uh, PokePal crew will adva- uh, advance. So. Mm. Why don't you pimp your guys' blog again? Ah, yes, uh, eastcoastpokemonleague.blogspot.com <laughs> uh, Pokemon, I, I think I'd appreciate it more if I had more people to play it with. Like, there's a whole, like, underground hide and split, capture the flag thing in that last one that I just never got to... Uh, to, yeah, to I never do. got into that, really, either. Mm-hmm. So. Do, do, do. They're releasing Pikmin for the uh, Wii next month. They're re-releasing the GameCube version with, like, Wii capabilities. Meh. Anybody excited about that, or it's just, blah, rip-off? Uh, I might pick it up, because I've never actually... I've played my friend's copy of Pikmin, but I've never owned it, so... Yeah, that's good. It's worth it's worth playing. It's very good. Well, I was just going to say, I think the Wii, like, the control style might actually suit Pikmin really well. Oh, yeah, yeah maybe. But you know they're going to release, like, they're probably going to release Pikmin 2009. That's what's going to happen. They're not going to release a Zelda game. They're going to release Pikmin. <laughs> and then they're going to release Mario. And then no more... They won't have even started on Zelda for the Wii yet. You were just really upset about that, aren't you? Oh. Just what the fight was about? They're going to re-release Wind Waker for the freaking Wii. That's what's going to happen. That's what Zelda Wii is going to be, and I'm just going to cry. <laughs> I-, I wouldn't mind that, actually. I would mind. Well, I guess uh, we can move on to what we're playing now. Um, Colin? Oh, uh, I am currently playing um, the... Scout patch just came out for Team Fortress 2, which I'm pretty excited about. Got me playing TF2 again. Cool. Uh, surprisingly, not as a scout. I'm finally catching up on my pyro achievements by burninating thousands and thousands of scout players. Countryside, even? Uh, yep. Um, what else am I playing? I just got, actually, finally got uh, the new Call of Duty, World at War, so I've been playing that a little bit. And. Um, I just got Dawn of War 2, which is pretty awesome. I'm not great at it, but it's, uh, it's pretty fun. I'm a big Warhammer fan, so cool. it's, it's been good. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Uh, well, I have been playing some Neverwinter Nights 2, um, downloading some of the new modules, uh, or the free modules you can get online, you know, the, the fan created. And, uh, those have been pretty good. I like, I'm a D&D nerd, so I like kind of playing with the different classes, you know, what I can do, yeah. uh, and, and adventuring and getting treasure. Uh, inventuring? Don't you mean inventing? 
Adventuring. Oh, adventuring. Oh, okay. Adventuring. I I'm sorry. I, I was mumbling. Um, that's okay. Nobody so really listens to you anyway. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> I've been playing Valkyria Chronicles, which is probably the first game that made me really, really, that's made me really, really glad I have a PS3. Cause yeah, I, that was a good game. It's it's excellent. Um, I've really been enjoying it. I avoided it for a little bit because I thought it would kind of be like a, a Valkyrie profile, but I was completely off base there. Completely different series games. And I have been playing uh, Little Red Riding Hood Zombie Barbecue. Oh. Interesting. It does. Oh, it's a DS game, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a DS game. It's it's uh it's a it's pretty much a little no frills uh, uh rail shooter. I mean, you have some different weapons, and you know, think of like uh, is it 1941 the playing game or something like that? No, gun, uh, better yet, Gunsmoke. Um, if anyone remembers that from the D uh, from the Nintendo. Yeah, NES. But, yeah, think of Gunsmoke meets Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Ooh, wow! Actually, now I'm looking forward to that game, but it's already out. I should get it. It's out. It's 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 under twenty bucks. That would be awesome. It's cheap. It's I got it through GameFly, but it's it's fun. I mean, you just you go through the levels. You you use the um, stylus to kind of you know aim your shots, or you, you basically just tap on the screen where the zombies are. Uh, you use the control pad or the uh, the buttons on the right to kind of move your guy left and right. It's it works. It's fun. Yeah, that so. sounds good. It's it's a ridiculous name. Uh, the characters are ridiculous. Uh, you there you can either play a very busty little red riding hood or little red uh, ready to rock riding hood wow uh, or momo taro a <laughs> the peach boy from japanese mythology but yeah it's it's fun it's fun so uh, you know, if anyone's interested yeah. in you know having a little rail shooter to play uh, i i'd suggest it it's it's good well, I've seen the Tex Avery uh, Little Red Riding Hood short, so he has a very busty uh, Little Red Riding Hood too. Mm, true. So I'm very... familiar to that. Familiar with that. Like I said, I 1940s. I, I'm stuck living in 1940. Yay. <laughs> oh. Uh. Anyway. Um. Uh... What games am I playing? Yeah. Yes. Uh, for the games I'm playing, um. I'm playing Nancy Drew, Danger by Design, the 14th game in the series, where she goes to France. Oh my. Yeah, and, and she's going to solve mysteries there, apparently. Uh, basically, the mystery is she's uh, there's some person in France who's turned into a, a raging raveaholic. Ra raveaholic or rageaholic? A raving rageaholic. Sorry, I misspoke. So she's off to solve the mystery of why this person has gone completely off the deep end. I'm also playing a game that I'm going to review for the next article, the Emerald City Confidential, which is basically Oz, but in a film noir setting. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what you have to say about that. Yeah, I'm going... I you a compliment. That's new. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be extremely nerdy in that, I'm, and you will be surprised as to the depths of how super nerdy I am. I really don't think I can be surprised by how super nerdy you can be, Michael Gray. You write how-to guides for Nancy Drew games. I'm just saying, I don't think I can be surprised by how nerdy you can be. I think the Nancy Drew thing has just kind of pretty much prepared me for whatever you're going to do. Oh. Uh. 
Huh. Well, Nancy Drew is pretty awesome. And, you know, if I stopped doing the Nancy Drew, I would be immediately attacked by a crowd of 12-year-old girls who want to see me solve all the mysteries. Do you have a 12-year-old girl following? They follow me. They've got little detective caps and magnifying glasses. And they carry sidearms. That's They've got creepy. pistols. I'm afraid for you. <laughs> I am too. You're trying not to laugh. Nancy pulls out a pistol in the first game. That's pretty awesome. I'm not trying not to laugh. I am openly laughing at you. <laughs> that is sad. <laughs> what? Okay, well, in a less uncool game, I'm also playing the Fire Emblem for the uh, Game Boy Advance. Yeah, that's fair. I know one came out for the DS, so I'm like, I better go back and play the uh, Game Boy Advance ones first. Yeah. Just in case they're related, which they're not, but still. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, with that, I suppose that's it for the Game Corner podcast. Um... Gentlemen, would you like to say your goodbyes? This is going to be a long episode. Let's cut out. Feel all free the... to cut out boring parts. <laughs> I'll feel free to cut out anything that you have to say, Ridgeway, that makes uh, Wind Waker look good. Uh huh. It's going to be a podcast that's half an hour of Mr. Gray discussing Wind Waker and how bad it is. <laughs> so yes. how bad do you think Wind Waker is, Michael Gray? Well, I think it's pretty damn bad, Michael Gray. <laughs> it's not that bad it's it's a 6 out of 10 and I wanted a 10 out of 10 like the other two Zelda games that's what I was expecting but it's the 6 out of 10 and it made me sad well on behalf of all of us here at the Game, at game Cola and the Game Cola Podcast thank you for listening and we'll see you later she's thinking of going that it's old and it's totally over now And it's old and it's over, it's over now And it's over, it's over, it's over Now I can see myself